if you are an estate agent and you're losing properties to fee, then unfortunately, I've got some hard truth to tell you. The simple fact is only 17% of homeowners chose the cheapest fee. Now, if you talk to a state agent, Sandra, and today I'm joined by Sandra Jones, the queen of property data, who does the 20,000 uh, survey, 20,000 homeowners with the Home Moving Trends survey. Did 17% only choosing the cheapest estate agent surprise you, Sandra? Talk to me. No, because they've said it every year for the last 10 years in that survey. So we've asked that same question every year. What was the primary factor in your selection for the agent of your agent? And the answer for only 17%. And it's always been about that level. It doesn't one in change. Six. Sorry? About, about one yeah, in six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, what is interesting is this, is that... Um, it's very easy to ask the fee yes or no question, but you also asked a second question, which is which five reasons most influence your choice of a state agent? And again, the 17% came up. So you asked mm. the question twice, yeah. once as a yes or no, yeah. and once was as a, as a factor of probably yeah. 10 or other questions. And it is 17%. The year before it was 19%. Yeah. So it's always going to be all things being equal. What was the what was the final factor that pushed you over the line to choose that agent? Well, or was it the fee? But you've already done all so much groundwork before then, haven't you? So by the time you get to the fee, that shouldn't be your differentiator. Looking at the survey here, the biggest one by Country Mile, I felt confident in their ability to market yeah. my property. They had good market knowledge and I liked and trusted them. And I was pleased with the valuation of my property and they handled lots of properties similar to mine. Those are the big ones. And then all of a sudden, the, the, graph, the graph just drops off like, like the side mm. of a cliff. And right towards the bottom is the, the agent that had mm. the lowest fee. But if you ask estate agents, all they talk about is, I lost it on fee, I lost it on fee. Because those are probably the ones that hurt, aren't they? And that's the one it feels like, well, I, I went that low and I still didn't get, and, and someone came in lower. And actually, that's true in all businesses, isn't it? You can, you can really try and sell yourself on being the cheapest, but you have to pull back from that saying, we're not the cheapest, but we are the best. And, and we always say in our business, you know, you can, you, if you want to pay less, we can do less because we do a lot of consulting work. So if you want to pay us for less days, we will work less days and we'll give you fewer pages in your report. That's really simple, direct relationship. It's much harder for agents because you're working on commission. But actually, it's the same, same applies if you want to pay a lower fee, we will do less work for you. If you're prepared to accept this fee, you will get much more. You will, we will give you a better service. And then, it, and then the conversation comes down to what service do you want? You know, do you want us to do these 10 things or this half a thing over here? Do you think estate agents do take it too personally when they do lose it and blame the fee? Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I, probably. I mean, I don't know. I've never been an estate agent, but that's how it feels. It feels like blame the fee, but that wasn't it. It was about whether you were liked and trusted, whether you looked as if you were going to deliver the service they wanted. And actually, are you doing enough up front to get that trust and that belief so that the fee conversation is just a minor part of the, part of the conversation, part of the process? So you think about it, you are dealing with people when they are, this is the biggest asset they will ever own in their lives. It's that they're emotionally attached, they're financially attached. It carries so much weight. And, and actually, are you really going to choose someone because it's a few hundred pounds less or more either way? No, you're gonna choose because they are going to get you 
the price you want, but not just the price, but in the time you want it achieved and with the lowest stress in that process because everyone knows it's, it's stressful. So ha who is that agent who is going to support you and be on the journey with you so that you feel comfortable through the whole process? And how have you become that agent? How have you become in the, in the potential customer's mind how do they know that you're that agent? And so when they come to the conversation, they're not even thinking about fee. They're thinking, I know who I want to work with because I trust them and I like them and, and, and I know they'll deliver for me. They almost need to prove their fee before they're called out for the valuation. Yeah, though. yeah. But do you think if all you're proving yourself is what on the sofa, the proverbial sofa chat, mm. it's hard work? I mean, I would say I'm going you know, to be quite unpopular with this. If you can't prove your value, i.e. prove your fee, you haven't done a good enough job. Mm. And you need to do it both at the evaluation, but also for the months and years before. Yes. This is where stages go wrong with their marketing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's too late. It's almost certainly too late by the time you walk in the room, isn't it? It's too late to really get that really deep trust. That's, that's been earned over many years before those people even came into the housing market. That's because they've heard about you and they've heard from you and they've got some kind of perception of who you are already before they come into the room. So how do they ensure that they demonstrate that added value before they're called out? There's many ways, aren't there? So, so I think there's, there's all the behaviours around trust that we've talked about before. So there's, you know, saying it is, talking straight, demonstrating your knowledge and your understanding, being, having, you know, all those words like integrity, which, you know, we sort of take for granted, but they are real and they mean something. So you have been that straight, straightforward, honest, there for you kind of estate agent long before you have to ask them to give you their trust. Because it's not, it doesn't happen in that half an hour that, that no. you're in their house. It's happened in those five years before you got through the door of their house. But therefore it comes back down to playing the long game, which most estate agents are not very good at. Yeah. Long game to them is the size of their pipeline. Yeah. And do you know from the survey how many people only invite one agent to value? It's quite a big number, isn't it? It is. I can't give it because we haven't done the EA Masters, but it will be revealed at EA Masters. But it's it's shockingly big number. You only invite one. Even if you invite two or three, you know, how many, how many estate agents are in most local towns uh 10 for we're, yeah. in, we're in grantham which is a population of forty thousand. i think we've got about 12 or 13 and we've got the right. online boys as well yeah so they're not going to invite them all they're going to invite two or three of them mm. most of all some people will only invite one so actually you've been knocked out of the game haven't you long before you get invited into their house and do you think having a good website and a good social media presence helps in getting the message across to build yeah. that trust I do, I do think it helps, and I think, I think we have to be realistic about that. An awful lot, an awful lot of brand building happens online now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's where the eyeballs are, is it? It's where, yeah. we're, where, where yeah. we are. Yeah. So what would your message be to any estate agent who's been banging their head against the fee? I mean, again, if you go back to um, 2006, the average fee was 1.6, and every single year, if you plot that fee, if you look at the Home Moving Trend Survey, it has been on a direct, it's been on a straight line. Now, what is very interesting is this: when the Purple Bricks guy, boys and girls came along in 14, there was no, there was no dip. Mm. It's been a straight line. So, I, blaming Purple Bricks again, I'm mm. going to be unpopular. It's not, it's not the mm. reason. This has been, this has been coming down for years, hasn't it? 
Is it more estate agents? Well, um, according to Right Move in 2006, there was nine and a half thousand estate agents, and today it's 19, 20,000, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, and the number of transactions, you know, mm. okay, we've had 1.4 million housing transactions, give or take. And again, I'm, and I'm speaking to a pro mm. fellow property data geek here, but normally we're around 1.1 million. Mm. But I mean, even if the housing market drops, you know, that's going to go to 800, 900 or something. Yeah. It's going to be a tough yeah. market. Yeah. And yeah. by building that trust up, you'll get the fees that you deserve. So you're not yeah, I do agree with that. And, and how do you build that trust up? How do you show that you're adding value? So when, how do you differentiate from the others? How, what like, is it you're doing that they're not doing as a matter of course? Don't talk about yourself. Don't talk yeah. about how, how big your market share is. Talk about stuff that your potential customers are interested in, which is the community, the property market locally. And that's where, you know, where, that's where such things as data loft can come in. And there are other content providers out there that mm. can provide you other content. But just don't talk about yourself. Talk about them yeah. and they'll become attracted to you. Yeah. To know, like, and trust you. Yeah. And people do business with people. They yeah. trust them, pay them decent fees. Absolutely. And then there are things that you can do that maybe is kind of going above and beyond, which are not that difficult to do. And, I, and just to give an example from our own experience, we've, um, we've got some subscribers to data loft. Dataloft Inform, who've been asking us, um, they've, got, they've got customers who are making long distance moves, which has been a thing over the last year, people mm. moving, you know, remote working, change of lifestyle, near a family, whatever it is, there's been a much, much higher proportion of long distance moves into markets that you're probably not that familiar with. So give them a report on the market they're moving to. There's nothing in it for you directly, because you're not dealing with, you know, you're not being paid as buying agent, but actually as the selling agent, if you can just offer that little, you know, something unexpected, a bit of added value, a bit of unexpected, we are with you on this journey. And actually, we've got something in the cupboard that can just help you with your forward move as well. Just, you know, little touches. That's just an example from my own experience. But there are many little touches that and agents can give. The agent, you might not get the benefit of that for 10 years, but at least you're planting the seed and it's all about the long game and planting many seeds and letting them come to, yeah, to harvest. Yeah, and, and also recognising what the market might look like in, in that five or 10 years, because mm. there's so many things that are shifting now, you know, with that longer distance move I mean, with people. But what is particularly interesting is this, that in the last two years, yeah. everybody who's moved have only been in their house up to yeah. six weeks years and 18 weeks so if we follow the trend carrying on again the houses that are going to be coming on the market in 23 and 24 are more like also probably going to be that sort of time scale as well isn't it though amazing that only one in eight people will go back to the agent they bought their house off though that's really shocking isn't it isn't it you know so, so we know we're talking about planting those seeds and actually, half of them are going yeah. to come back pretty soon yeah I, I know that from my own experience actually when we moved house we had a really, really positive experience with the agent who we bought from. So not the agent we were paying, yes. but the agent who our, you know, yes. the, the, yeah, the agent we bought from. And I remember thinking, we will definitely go back to them because they were so good. I'm so impressed. They're a big local agent. But now, that's 12, 15 years ago, actually I wouldn't go back to them because they have literally not been in contact with us no. once in that time. And now that relationship's gone, there are pe different yeah. people in the office. I have no idea whether they'd still be that good or not. I know nothing about them. So that's, yeah, you, you let those relationships go. You, you don't built, work you, You're together them. with them for you know, 12, 
16 weeks on the sales conveyance, yeah. you, they're buying their biggest house and then we let them mm. like a fish on the side of a quayside in mm. the Mediterranean. It'll, it'll just fester and go off. Just keep that relationship And I, and I even remember when we first moved there, I remember saying to people how good they were and I sort of felt like I was their champion saying how brilliant yeah. they'd been and how I would recommend them. That, that fades after two or three years. I've because forgotten. they're in it for the transaction, not yeah. the relationship. What a mistake. There you go, eh? Yeah. Thank you for your time today. Okay. Been a pleasure. Thank <laughs> you.